Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind's General Manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on renewable energy. Check out our additional educational information on our website at mwands.com. Thank you for downloading this podcast, and please subscribe. All right, so I'm going to share something slightly embarrassing with you <laughs> in the in the whole podcast community. I am a big fan of Julia Child. <laughs> I actually, on Amazon, bought the whole first season. And the first thing that... The the first thing that she <laughs> makes on there I actually made it the other night for Chris, which is, the, is which is French onion soup. <laughs> it's really good. It was really good. Oh yeah, you right. did. You took some home, didn't you? <laughs> and actually, I made it kind of bad, but it was still good because oh, well, heck, it was Julia. So the reason I lead in with this is one of the things if you watch her shows is that that she has the right tool for the right job all right so when she's cooking in the kitchen and she i was watching one the other night and i said she was she was whisking something and she pulled out a freaking whisk it looked like Fred and Barney's club when they're walking to go, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, yeah. I mean, the thing was huge. And I was like, holy cow, man, where do you get a, you know, where do you even get a whisk like that? But man, when she started whisking, she was on it. So again, now that you've almost got your composure yeah. back, yeah, I love yeah, Julia. Yeah. I love watching her work in the kitchen. She is just a master. And so that's what we want to talk about today. We're going to talk about accessories and accessorizing your alternative energy and self-reliant energy systems with some of the very simple products that we've got got here that make a huge difference in what you how your environment is solid how it's going to make sure it maintains properly and i'm going to start off with the last one that we talked about when we were kind of getting ready for this it amazes me what a difference it makes when you use the proper lug crimping. Oh, and, yeah. And I know we've got several different things here. Of course, we manufacture a lot of our own cables and that sort of thing. Well, excuse me. We manufacture all of our cables. And we have the incredible... It look, To me, that thing always looks like a snapping turtle head. <laughs> that pneumatic crimper yeah. in there. I mean, it looks just like a snapping turtle's mouth. Or it crushes that thing. But we, for your own environment, you know, we might not be able to customize the cable or you have to run the cable through something right. to get it to the other side before you crimp it. I know over the years, I mean, I always grab a pair of pliers and uh, yeah, squeeze, it, you know, squeeze it. And then if that doesn't work, squeeze it and then smack it with a hammer while you're right. squeezing. Yeah. <laughs> Some people but, try bolt cutters, you know, try all kinds of, you know, you see everybody trying everything. But the cool thing we have, actually a couple of them, but the a really simple, and that thing, what do we, what do we sell that for? The, Twelve dollars. I mean, it's yeah, something something cheap. It's it's really, really inexpensive. Cheap. Maybe um, nine. It's, it's I think cheap. it's more than that. I think it's more like I think it's more in the twenty range. But maybe. Yeah. But um, oh, it, that's the pliers. I'm sorry. Yeah, the pliers are like yeah, the pliers. You actually, you're right. The pliers are. In, but it is it is a lug crimping tool 
that you put that, you know, you obviously you put your wire end into the lug and then stick it in down in the notch and then smack it with a hammer and boom, you know, you've got a properly yeah, attached. It, yeah, it seats the lug into the end of the wire and, and gets good connection all the way through it, you know, with, with no solder, no anything else needed, you know. So we've got we've got that one. Then the other one we've got, tell me about the... So the, the, the other it, is the crimping pliers for the MC4 for connector. the MC4 connector. So and I've never done that. Yeah. I so so I'm, let's let's just say that you're going to have a multiple panel unit. You know, you're running these in series of three, but you had no idea when you when you purchased from us or purchased from whoever that you you know what your wire lengths need to be. So you ordered a thousand feet of cable, which this is a very common deal. Right. You know, thousand foot of red and a thousand foot of black. So you're going to run it out. You're going to cut it off. And then you're going to need to put an MC4 connector on it on each end. You're going to, you know, a male on one end, female on the other. So you can go into your junction boxes or maybe it's bare up wire on the other end. But, but at one point you have to put an MC4 connection point on that, you know, either both ends or one end. And so the MC4 connect connectors that we sell, they're going to have a little, what actually makes them work is the little metal stud inside that's got these ears on it. And these ears, you would just think, well, I'll grab a pair of pliers and bend this ear over and then bend the other ear over. Doesn't work. Do it. What's going to happen is you're going to lose voltage. You're going to, it's not going to seat properly. And then. So this goes back to what we've always talked about is that if there's anything in that array that is. Off. I mean, anything. You're going to bring the whole, is this a bring the whole thing down? Bring the whole thing down. You're just, and it's just, and then the pro here's the problem with it is you've, these are liquid tight units. So they've got a little rubber grommet in there and you've, with our MC4 spanner wrenches, that's something we also sell here to put those together instead of just people trying to hand tighten them like most people try. <laughs> there again, these are spanner wrenches are like oh my gosh, a dollar. Are, I mean, yeah. if, and it comes with a set like a two, and so there's so you have it so it can you can literally get it locked down like it's supposed to, so you you don't have any water get down in that thing, which is designed not to, so you don't have any water get down into your connections to back to the actual copper and corrode that copper. You know, it actually makes it where it's designed to be, you know. So when you're putting your MC4 connectors on, there again, first thing you do is you have to put that lug on, or that, I'm going to call it the lug for better, better back of term, better, lack of better terms. So you put that on. These MC4 crimpers, they actually will bend those ears back in on themselves is what they do oh really like they so, curl over yeah so what it does is it grabs oh man each set of wires a lot yeah. more surface area yeah touching. yeah and then it's cutting basically kind of cuts down through that wire and then wraps all the way around it and really squeezes it okay uh, and gives a great it's the industry standard connection everybody that's doing it that's how it's being done you know it, so instead of just there again grabbing the old pliers and squeezing a good and then smacking it Kind of a couple of things can happen there. You can deform that where the actual thing won't seat together properly because they have a little, they also have a little ear on them as you push them up into the actual black connection port, portion. Receiver. Of it. Yeah, the receiver port. It clicks in and you know it's seated properly. Well, when you smash it too much, it won't click in. So it may be that, that when you start to push your other one in, that it actually pushes it back instead of it going in, it pushes it back. And you hear the click, and you think, oh, I'm together. <laughs> and truthfully, really just it's just kind of touching the end <laughs> of it, you know. And there again, now you've lost all that energy because it's touching, so it's allowing voltage, but it's not allowing amperage to travel. So so if you checked it with any kind of meters, you'd say, oh, well, I've got voltage. Well, you do have voltage, but you don't have any amperage. And so 
there's uh, some points there that can really be failure points. And you just didn't know that they were failure points because it felt good. And take it from us here at Missouri Wind and Solar, we've, we've made some cables over the years and, you know, we'd start to test them and everything looked good. And then, you know, we do numerous testing on them before we let them go out. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh, we find a problem. Yeah, it's connecting voltage, but it's not it's not traveling amperage. Not carrying amperage. And then we'd figure out that same issue, and, you know. And here's the thing. I mean, this is a it's a twelve dollar because I think you're right. I think it's twelve or thirteen bucks that reaches. Yeah, yeah. Is and I'm sure a lot of people think, well, I was on the phone with a the salesperson. They're trying to sell me more. They're trying to sell me more. No. This is one of those things where I mean, yeah, can you? Can you smush it with a pair of pliers? You can. You can, yeah. But you've just spent several, typically several hundred dollars on this stuff. And maybe you're putting it in a a mission-critical environment. And, you know, what's the old saying for the one of a nail, the battle was lost? That's right. right. (laughs) I mean, you know, you've got this one crimping spot in your system that you've now created a, a huge point of failure. You know, so, my old shop teacher probably said it the oh best. My. You know, you use a tool for what it's designed for. Yeah. You know, and if we got caught using a tool, we got caught using the flathead screwdriver to open a paint can, we went back into the shop uh, <laughs> uh, or to the classroom, and we did some more book work before we were allowed back <laughs> in the shop because, you know, the flathead screwdriver was not made to open it. You know, works well for it, but it's not made for that, and so you don't use it for that. So anytime that there's a tool made for that, I mean, I can take off a seven sixteenths nut with a with a <laughs> with a big monkey wrench, but it's not really what it was designed to do. I mean, that was not that's not the whole deal. So that we just we want to eliminate points of failure on that, and this was one of the huge things. Okay, so crimping and and we got those by the pound here. We can sell yeah. you however many you need. We keep those in stock all the time. What other accessories have we got out there that? You know, we're coming on summer, so there's a few little couple ones I'd like to talk about. First one being DC timers. DC timers, Sam, our local off-grid guy, you've heard him talk on here before. He's using them right now or getting ready to. He's got his garden all designed up, and it's ready to – he's got it planted now. He's got now, he's, he's got the – there's two in particular that we care. There's more than two. And I just, there's just two. There's, there's just two. two. But he's he has upgraded yeah, his Yeah, he's now. got the den mail. There's a, a den rail mount breaker which is the nice one that's the nicer of the two and then there's just the regular and now that one we had we had made for us yeah Uh, and and what's the difference between because i'm i I hate to say it is i'm the guy that ordered them a little little heavier duty uh for one and just a lot more functionality is it the voltage though too that was so so it's the one is 12 volt right and that's our we've had it for 100 years it's yeah it's just the old dc it's like 20 bucks or something like that the new one is, is multiple range and voltage. It can do, I think it can do even up to 72 volts. I know it can do to 48 yeah. volts. Because the reason we got it particularly was so that you could you could put the water heating element on. Is that, is that correct? Am water I saying heating, there? We could put the water heating element on it. And you can't do that with the right. with the smaller. You can also put our, our transfer pumps that we have, the small liquid pumps that okay. we have. You can use those on there. There's just numerous things you can do with them. And that's what Sam's designed his for or using his for now or going to as his garden needs watering. And so, you know, Sam's got a system designed for his, for his off-grid home. And it's only capable of producing so much energy per day. And so Sam has it designed. And so he can't just let that pump run whatever it wants to. 
it has to run at a certain time. And it only can use a certain amount of energy. So, so he's calculated the energy. If he lets this thing pump, he knows how much water it can pump. And, you know, they're a, I think they're a 3.1 gallon per minute pump. So he knows how many gallons of water he can pump if he lets this thing run for 30 minutes. And that's 90 gallons of water. And he's done all the calculations. Because it's Sam. Yeah, because it's Sam. <laughs> and he's figured out that that will give him about a quarter inch of a day of liquid. You know, well, he can do that every other day. And that will give you your one inch of, of that you need per week and so with that sam knows that you know and so he was able to limit the amount of power that he's going to be able to use from his system that is power critical i mean there's other things that need to work before his pump works to water the garden you know so that's one thing you can use them for there's many things though there's fans your dc fans you may be gone during the day and you want that dc ceiling fan to kick on and run for 30 minutes for every every two hours, you know, keep that air non-stagnant, keep that air moving. Maybe the little fans that you maybe want to use it in our in our pond aeration system, design it to put it in there. To, I would assume lights would be another big one. Lights would be a great one. But you could, the pond aeration, as it gets hotter and you have it enclosed in a box, you may need it to kick on and, and run a, a cooling fan to pull in some cooler air and, and keep air movement on that. So tons and tons of uses as summer comes on here you know now we sell those little yeah fans, yeah we sell the little fans you know. little 12 it's little yep, 12, little volt, 12 fans. volt fans so tons and tons of uses for the dc lights fans pumps you name it it'll kind of hot water heating elements the funny thing about that larger timer is sam's kind of the one that specked that out for yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he wanted he wanted one and he was like hey can we get one of these and we, yeah we did yeah. some he had something in mind that he wanted you know <laughs> And the good thing is, is it works well for lots of different uses now. And so that's kind of one of the neat deals about it. You know, it was, you know, ne- what is it? A necessity is the mother of all yeah, inventions. Mother of inventions. Uh, and, and that's kind of what this was. I mean, there was a necessity that Sam had. And so he came to us and we was able to, to get that replicated. Not saying we can do that with every product, but, you know. We'll try. We try. <laughs> so another, I know another thing we've really had a lot of people liking are those little solar chargers that you can throw on the dash of your truck yes i mean those things yeah we sell tons of those and so what wes is talking about it's just it looks it's about the size of a a cell phone if you looked at it you would think it was a cell phone truthfully a matter of fact i look at my pretty big my my cell phone's uh it's black in color and it's got a bigger case on it. And I look on the dash of my car all the time. I think, what's my cell phone doing? Line on the-? And it's not, it's the, it's my solar charger. And so you literally throw it in the dash of your window and it, it has a, it's 20,000 milliamp battery that it'll store up and, and, and that use. one that's got, it's got a flashlight on it. And it's got a flashlight on it. You push the on and off button two times and your flashlight comes on it. But this thing, a 20,000 milliamp will recharge most cell phones two times off a single storage charge so if you have it and you've set it in your and you've set it up in your dash of your car and let's just say for whatever reason you go out and you want to go on a hiking trip doesn't matter but your cell phone is getting a little bit low most people know once you start getting off of the beaten path and cell phones really have to start looking for that signal they really use a lot of electricity so you worst case scenario you get out or a bad scenario you get out you actually, you know, twist an ankle and need need to call somebody. Look at your cell phone. Uh oh, it's dead. You've you've thrown this in your pack as you got out of the car. Put it in your pocket. You plug it in and and you got a flashlight. And you, you got a flashlight. That's right. You can signal them in. Do, if you do need you? To. Did I show you 
where I had that Facebook ad come up for one. It was like a hundred bucks. Yeah, that thing. It was like a hundred bucks. And what are ours? I mean, ours are cheap. And it's the exact same thing. I mean, it's like it's like twenty. Twenty five bucks tops. I mean, it's yeah, like, it's cheaper than that. It's it's not even twenty. It's, it's not, not even twenty okay. bucks. But I want to say it's like eighteen dollars a night, like eighteen, <laughs> like 18, like, eighteen or something. I like that. come across it was like a hundred dollars. Was like, oh, do you get like fifteen of these? Yeah, <laughs> and like, so <laughs> and so we went out and inspected it out. I mean, it's the exact yeah. same unit. And as we got to looking at it, <laughs> that's not the only one that's a hundred dollars. That's kind of the industry standard. Is anywhere from eighty nine to a hundred dollars. You know. You can buy five of ours with it, you know? and that's probably why we're selling them three and four at a time. You know, when these people are buying them, because they just think, you know, I think it's one of those deals that they've seen them elsewhere and just never purchased, and all of a sudden here they are. They can get them for stocking stuffers, great that, gifts, you know. To, and that kind of tees off into the other unit we've got. And tell me the right name for it. I just want to call it a trickle charger. It, but but, it, but that's not. It's, it's not, not right, exactly it? a what I consider a trickle charger. It, it is just a two amp charger. So I mean, you can call that a trickle, you know what I mean? That, you know, most time two amp is trickle charging, but it's a little panel that's connected directly to the, the charger and uh, not charge controller. I guess you could say charge controller too, but it's all, it's all one unit. And so the little unit, you can mount that little unit outside. If the wires will disconnect so you can run it back through. It makes great for this time of year. I've said this before in the podcast, I hate mowing. I absolutely <laughs> despise to have to go mow my grass. <laughs> but I really despise when I have to go mow my grass and the battery's dead. Uh, that is that is like the worst to me in the world. Maybe only thing worse would be out of weed or gas, but that would be our weed or line. So this thing, you can mount the little solar panel unit right on the outside of the, the garage. You doesn't even when I say mount it, I mean you can you can literally take double sided tape stick it to the outside on the back of it no screwing needed nothing you know because it's very very light put it when it's facing south where it catches the sun all day long next time and, and you just literally has little alligator clips you connect it to your battery and you get on to start your mower you un- undo the battery clips close the hood and now at least you can mow when you want to you know and that's not just for that's not just for lawnmower batteries i mean it can do any 12 volt battery so say you have a boat that you want to keep that little bit of trickle charge into your your starter for your boat you know put it on there you know that way you're not having to back in and take up a space at the garage you know my brother is a prime example of that you know he has to back up and take a space up in his garage and his wife gets mad because he never takes up his side of the garage he always takes up her (laughs) side so so you know that's something because he has to go in and plug his boat in when he gets done but you know doing that little thing he bought one and it's worked well. I mean, now it's not good for you. It's not so much for your trolling motor batteries as it is for you just your starter battery, you know, making sure that it's up. Because as most people know or, or don't know, you know, boat motors don't have alternators to recharge the batteries. I mean, yeah, they, they just run in. They just run till they don't run. I mean, you know, until the battery's <laughs> dead, you know. So if you crank that thing very, very much, it's dead and there's nothing, no way for it to recharge. So you have to recharge that yourself. So what else are we thinking? I know we always, we talk a lot about the Harman amp. Yeah. You know, that we, we do a lot of conversation about, about it and its uses. So the Harman amp is, if most people know probably what it is now, but we used to also call it the kilowatt or that was a version of it. That was a different company. Different company, (laughs) Uh, but it's along the same lines. The Harman amp has got a few more features than the kilowatt did. Harman amp was designed for us, made for us. So it's really a a unit that 
to check your power usage on certain items in the home. Anything 120, basically. Well, not just home, but also in the shop. Shop as well. (laughs) And that's where I foresee it being the most useful for me. You know, I put a little small system in my shop, had no electricity in the shop, so I put a little small system with inverter. But now then, it's one of those deals. I can buy a trace meter for about $300. I can buy a trace meter and see exactly what's in my batteries and know what my batteries are doing. Or I can just go do the old standby. Well, there's that, there's that many volts in that thing. You know, there's that many volts in the batteries. But I know exactly what my panel's producing a day. And then I know what my batteries are capable of expelling a day and not damaging them. So with that Harman amp, if I keep it plugged in, I can go out and monitor through the Harman amp. I just plug it on the AC side. And I can monitor then what I'm used out of my batteries. And once I get to that number, I have to shut down. I mean, I don't want to damage my batteries. So that's a way for me to monitor my batteries in a cheap, without $300 for a big trace meter, you know, with a simple, you know, $10, $11, 12 15 I don't know. What, I don't remember what the Harman amp is, but just say 15 so to $20. It's, under, it's probably under $20. Uh, you know, I can check what I've used out of my battery bank. And then knowing that I can replenish that in a day's time, you know, so that's something as, as well. The other thing that I would say that a new little deal for us that, that we've also got in, Wes, if you, you know about them as well, is the little meters, though. And I think you're going to do a video on those very soon. It's the little M100A, 100V, 100A. And it's just a little it's a little meter that, that tells you how many watts have been produced today, how many, how many amps that it's producing at the time, how many volts it's producing at the time. And so that kind of, if you put what that on one side and the Harman amp on the other, so if I go into my shop tonight and I see that, oh, I produced 500 watts today, well, then I only want to take out of my battery bank 500 watts at the maximum. I don't, I don't want to take any more out than I'm actually producing in per, on a daily, you know, and people need to remember that, you know, if you're, if you're going to put in 10,000 watts a day, that's all you want to expel from your batteries that same day is 10,000 watts. If you only put in 5,000, only take out 5,000. So with some meters on both sides, you can do that. You know, and this that Harman amp is a great way. I'm going to say it's the poor man's way of knowing what you've actually taken out of your batteries during the day. It's a great unit, but it does a lot of other things as well. If I'm getting into renewable energy, want to kind of get into it. There again, I'm going to run this on my refrigerator for five days. I typically tell people five days because that gives you the best average. The longer the mean you can have, the better average, true average you're going to get. So as I run that for five days... I can now divide that by five, whatever the energy usage it said it used in five days, divide it by five and come up with a pretty good average of what I'm going to use. And I do that on my, my freezer, my refrigerator, anything 120, my coffee pots, you know, anything that I'm going to, I'm going to use on there. And then now I'm going to go design a system. I've done my due diligence and I went <coughs> to the biggest 10 appliances that I use, TV, you know, and I do that in a month's period. Now I can come to Missouri Wind and Solar and have a really good understanding of what what I need them to design for me, you know, how, how many kilowatts per day I need to, to be producing. So. Okay. I think we've kind of, I mean, I know there's a ton. We could sit here and have. Oh, a, a, we have a, so many products in the store. We, the, on meters alone, yeah. just the number of meters that we've got. But I think we've got a, we've got a good number of items here. You know, if there's something you're looking for and, and you have an idea in your head of what it is, give us a call. I mean, chances are we've had somebody. Right. Somebody asked us, and and like in the case here with Sam, we even we yeah. even put something together there. If it mm-hmm. if it sounds like something we can we can put out there to the to our community, I mean we'll we'll put it together. What else we got, David? Are we, are we good to go? That's about it. Okay, 
Well, thanks again. If you've got comments or any kind of ideas on stuff like this, just give us an email, radio at m1.com. We'll keep keep doing podcasts as long as both of you out there keep listening to us. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question that you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, email us at radio at mwands.com. You can follow us on our website, mwands.com, or subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Check out our store at mwands.com and buy some stuff. Buying stuff allows us to continue to produce our educational broadcasts, like our podcasts and YouTube videos. And most importantly, it keeps Lucy's Doggy Chicken Treats coming. Thanks again.